Welcome everybody once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am Aaron Lanton, and as always, I'm joined with our other two co-hosts, Mr. Keith Denny and Teeth, uh, Teeth Lord Tim Malloy. I, I still don't know why I was too like I like mix our names together. That happens all the time. They, you know, I will be hanging out too long. Anyway, today <laughs> we're going to be uh, doing a uh, review about a fun rom-com, Rod Lane, uh, that is based out of South London. And it's about two young folks who happen to be going through a breakup situation who meet each other at an art gallery. Uh, well, I could say you could say they meet there, but they actually begins in the bathroom. But that's it's a slight spoiler for the film. But it is... Uh, from there that they decide, hey, we're going to kind of just take a walk and have an adventure together. And it's a tight 82-minute film. Uh, there's a lot that happens. And from here on out, we're going to be doing full spoilers. Uh, so we recommend you check it out uh, on Hulu, where it's currently streaming, if you don't want to be spoiled. Without further ado, Keith, what did you think of this film? Uh, I don't know. It felt like First off, I said, I was, first thing I was like, this is like romantic comedy, like one-on-one type deal, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it like hits every beat in a romantic comedy, I feel. But it also has a certain uniqueness to it, just through the characters, through the setting. Um, there was a, a feel about it that, um, you know, it's some, it, it reminded me of this movie, and I apologize if I'm, Thinking the title of this movie is wrong, but um, it's called Minutes to Melancholy. Or is okay. it Minutes to Melancholy? I always get the title confused. But the, the reason why, you know, those films are similar, for one, because the majority of the film takes place in one day where two people, like, meet each other and they kind of spend the whole day with each other. Um, But it's also like that feel of where the city itself feels like a character. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think there's something about, I don't know if it's, a lot of it could be in the writing, a lot of it could be in the directing, or it could be in a combination of both. But that is such a thing that I feel myself, I've never been able to kind of um, tap into, where the city feels like a character and the characters that we're following, they just seem like just some random people almost, right? But you see, everything else going on in the background, it really makes the, the the city feel alive. Like I felt like I was in South London. I felt like even when they were saying certain shit that I didn't know what they were saying, hmm. I, I got it. like I felt the lingo, you know. I gotta watch these movies mm-hmm. by the way in subtitles because half the time I don't know what <laughs> Oh no, I definitely had the subtitles on. I was yeah, like, I got, no, I, I still might not know what they're talking about, but at least like I'll call what they said. Yeah, the you, you, you can use context clues, right? Yeah. Um, that was yeah, that, that was peak, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's real fake. Oh, they never it? said bro, actually. This is what I think about. That's that bro. That's that bro a couple times. Well, well, bro. I didn't. I didn't catch it really myself. There's a, there's a Zadie Smith novel where they say bro all through it. Come on, bro. And I, I thought bro was gonna catch on over here. Never, never did. They never say okay. They don't say bro much. I do know they say it like bruh, bro. Like yeah, no, bro, 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 bro. Uh, what's yeah. the what's the current proper version of like bro bro bra? Like I feel like it's bro. I feel like bro has had I a big bro. Yeah, yeah, bro, bro is it? Yeah. But depending on who like I'm bro. talking to, I do say bro. I don't <laughs> think anybody on the West Coast says bro like that though. Yeah, they say cuz. Yeah, cuz. Um, 
but the, anyway, but, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> there's that. There's um, it's been a while. So I don't know what it was. This movie made me smile a few times, like just yeah. uncontrollably smile. Like some some movies make me do that. Like when I just saw Super Mario Brothers, I just smiled the whole movie. Like, and it might be just more specific to me and the nostalgia of the movie mm-hmm. and just everything that I felt like they did. But it was the same thing feeling I felt with this. Like I was like, damn, like I really, I feel, I smiled, but I also felt there were certain moments that were like really cringy. And then I also think that there's this feeling of like feeling that I relate really closely to these characters because although these characters are in London, I feel like I know these people. Like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. And that and they 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 did that for me and um I don't know I mean I literally just saw this guys like five <laughs> minutes ago so I so it's kind of fresh on the brain um that was that was the biggest thing uh, for me and um I don't know I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty tight film um I don't know if it's gonna be this thing that's just gonna um, change the world or anything like that like that type of film but sometimes it's just good to watch something that just makes you feel good right um and i think that is this is definitely that type of film the same way i felt when we watched on intergalactic and now this is coming from a person who never growing up really liked romantic comedies but then found herself writing romance stuff for some reason um but yeah i I just say you know not to hold up too much time because i still got other stuff to say but yeah overall i enjoyed it yeah yeah that's uh, all right, uh, Tim. What about you, man? Yeah, I was all set to like preamble with I'm not the demographic for this movie. Like, I feel like being like 15 years older than these characters. When people break up in a movie now, when they're like 30, I'm like, good. That's probably the best thing. <laughs> You're gonna go find your the right person now. Like, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your like 20 something relationship because <laughs> you know, I could look back now and go like. Hey, that thing you felt bad about, it's going to be fine. Like, yeah. don't, it's going to be fine. So, like, when the, when the movie first started, I'm like, this is the hook of the movie. Like, this guy is getting over a breakup and, like, now he's going to go meet somebody else. I was like, I'm not that invested in this. But then it just kind of wins you over. Like, it's just charming. And there's always that thing with rom-coms where you're like, is this calculated or is this, like, does this have, like, so much heart it's going to win me over? And there was just enough. It's very cute, but it's just, it's so endearing that it does eventually win me over. Um yeah. The music's really good. The cinematography is really good. The acting is really good. I did feel like there were parts of the script that were a little bit like, all right, this is the point where they have to have a dumb argument over a ridiculous thing in order to separate uh, because that's what happens in a movie now. Um, But even that, like, the fundamental problem with the relationship is that it happens too fast. And for the relationship to work, you kind of do need to have, like, an obstacle thrown up for them to work through. Mm-hmm. Well, also, but it was based in a lie, in in everything they they continue yeah, to do. But like, based yeah, but like no, uh, yeah, no, but but that's thing. Early on, everybody's lying about who you are. Yeah, that I, it just you're putting your best foot forward, and then it's like, oh, like you're not super calm and mellow all the time. Like you're actually stressed out, or you're actually depressed, right. or you're actually anxious, and that's just stuff that you just learn about people as you as you know them. And the the one thing I want to throw out before I before I um forget to is that david johnson the main guy mm-hmm. is a ridiculously awesome actor and is on a show called industry that mm-hmm. if people haven't seen industry man industry is so good industry is sometimes i think it's better than succession like industry mm-hmm. might be my favorite show 
I know about the industry and it's uh it, that is based on like, you know, young people coming up in Wall Street trying to, you know, see what their life's about. Uh I have not watched it yet, but I, I definitely It's British think I will. people. They're like they're trading British stocks. Um and it's so good. Oh, I thought they were in New York doing it. Interesting. No, it's it's so much better because it's British. Like it's just I don't I don't know why it's better, but it's just it all feels greatly heightened. Interesting. Sometimes, sometimes it's just fun listening to the accents, I think. I also um, wanted to add to what you were saying, too, um, Tim, is, like, this idea, like, where you think that Yaz is going to be, like, this manic pixie girl mm-hmm. that just comes and, like, solves this guy's problems. But then, of course, how they switch that is by showing her having her own set of problems and stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think some people, like, miss out on and, and, and make it to where, like, the female protagonist doesn't seem to have much agency about herself or any like goals or aspirations. And then I, I also like the idea, even in that I, the concept of her quote unquote lying, which yeah, she did lie. I don't see it as, as big of a deal for me, but it had to be for the character so that there could be conflicts for him. But the idea that she did that because she, he said that, it was something like he said that she thought she was just like so dope. So she leaned. He said, uh, her, uh, he called her iconic. Iconic, yeah. So she leaned into being iconic. So as we watch her through the film, we're thinking the same thing. Like, I'm thinking, like, nobody's really like this. Like, come on now. Like, well, really I mean, but, but they, the, the way they introduce to each other is total opposite. She knows that he was the boy crying in the, uh, in the washroom in the unisex washroom. Uh, and that's how she sees him to start. But he sees her the very opposite way. This iconic person who walked away from a situation when it was time to. And that's yeah, all the detail he has, you know? And that's and that's cool. And, it, and it's also like, it's interesting that like her seeing him actually being who she really is. Like she's mm-hmm. going through that same situation as he is. But she finds strength in being this iconic person that he viewed her at that moment in time. Mm. The first person he wished he could have been right. in that situation. Because at first I was thinking to myself, well, the um no woman's really gonna be that into a guy that she because I'm like, she just really pities this guy, right? But then I'm realizing that as the movie goes on, it's more no, nah, it's not that she pities him. That probably played a part in the beginning. But it was just from the fact that she had a place where she can be strong. What, this what person actually views her as being I, what, iconic. There's that, but also, I mean, I think the film, well, the script is written in such a way where everything has enough of an explanation that I don't feel like it's just kind of happening out of nowhere. Like she literally says to him, I'm sticking around because I like mess and I want to know your mess. And if he had just told it to him and been born, like, okay, I'll see you later. But she's the kind of person. I mean, when you're in New York City, you meet people like this all the time. They're not all costume designers, but um, just people. Well, some of them are. Did that hit home, Aaron? Yeah, a little bit. But the thing that's funny, though, is there's plenty of people in New York that you meet. Because keep in mind, like, when we were there um, in that time, right after college, you know, like, it's a very bohemian atmosphere all over the place. You meet a lot of starving artists. From all over the world, we have a ton of experiences who are 
telling their life stories to everybody in this era before, you know, having a personal brand is as big a deal as it is now and stuff like that. There, there was just a different atmosphere about yeah. how people even just engage with each other. But a lot of people would love to come in, hear your mess, and then tell everybody at, you know, back at, at their apartment with their five other roommates about, oh my God, you won't believe the person I met today. Because every day you're meeting weird ass people. Like that's just what's happening. 100%. Yes. Especially in, in an art gallery with that sort of art, especially places like that. Yeah. I'm like picturing specific people as you're talking. <laughs> yeah, it's really I funny. Definitely people like that. I, I, and I definitely felt that's kind of like what she was on, but I, th- I think it, a lot of it was there was a kind of almost an empowerment in being that person. Because even the fact that she showed up like when he was meeting up with his ex and his ex-friend. And that's like, such a great scene that's one that's, that's like probably my favorite rom-com scene of all it's time a, it's a great scene it's probably <laughs> something it's definitely something that nine times out of ten wouldn't happen in real life but it's something that you wish would happen but but, but think about it though so because yes because i'm i will first agree with that statement before i continue with the next part but there like i said there are people who do stuff like this because she's not invested in the situation he's right. gonna be embarrassed no matter what happens and at this by this point she does actually she's they, they've been around and Again, we don't have a timer, right? But like, we've been through like twenty minutes before we get to that moment in the movie. So they've been around each other for a bit, and even before they separate, that scene right before that, when he says what he's about to go do, I'm about to go meet not just the person who cheated on me, but the guy who's my best mate, which and is then, the dumbest. Yeah, yeah, all and also I mean, healthy, I guess. Like, but well, also, and he says, "Well, it's part of the process." And she's like, "What the part of the process? Are you are rolling over like a bitch?" And then the camera, for the first time, it does the Tyler Perry thing. It's right in their face, but to right. the side, though. And, no, no. and, and, and it's like, yeah, so he's like, he's getting called a bitch. And you see him kind of like, oh. And then she goes, oh, is that too far? Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, my bad. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, well, like, I'm not bringing a random with me to this situation. Like, he, like he's like, you know, like, I, I got enough guts to tell you, look, I'm good. But then he gets there, and it's like his friend is like, could be more access. Everything about him is just give me more, yeah, give me yeah, more, give me more. Yeah, it well, because but okay, I re, I went back and rewatched that scene. And this is the funny thing. I didn't catch it the first time. Like I heard dude singing it and I had the captions up, but until I watched the the whole scene and went back, I did not realize that the dude was singing a jingle about keeping the the little uh keep the thing up for green to keep the meat right. keep coming. Put it red so the meat will stop. But so like he's singing this whole jingle, <laughs> and then like, and then the dude's like, "Yeah, man, make sure you, you don't you don't flip it red because it flip red to stop the meat. Keep keep it all green so keep bringing it up. So like <laughs> everything with him is like more 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 all the time. And he's sitting there like, "Don't give me any more of anything." And she's like, "Yeah, so um, yeah, about why we wanted to be here." We just think this guilt thing has gone on long enough. They're not saying sorry. They're not trying to explain themselves. Like they just don't want to feel guilty. It's just a fucked up situation to be in. And he's like, "Yo, it's like you can see on his face, like as his." And the thing is, like the the ex and his best mate, like they're in sync. As like the way the direction is done is so cool because the expressions on their faces happen at the same time. Even like especially that part where they're talking about the guilt. Like, it's so weird because it's the kind of thing that happens with people, especially like when they first start getting together, they start moving and walking at the same gate, all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> as that's happening, then Yes comes in. It's like, oh, babe, sorry, you know, my uh, my New York meeting, da 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 And I was like, 
yo, that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, but to that point, did you notice like how their cadence with each other changes once Yaz shows up? Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Everything flips. Like the power dynamic flips immediately. And it's because of her energy in the room. And she lets them know. The first thing she starts talking about is, oh, that's that's low res dick. And and the, the ex spits the wine. And it, it's she switches that dynamic so fast. And it's like uh Dom, the the uh well, yeah, becomes the boyfriend. He has to kind of just roll. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, we're doing this. It's like, oh, we you know, we're just kind of fucking right now. He's like, he's always oh, so you moving on up. And then she gets bummed by the ex. He's like, oh, not up, you know. Not moving up. <laughs> the scene's so funny, it's so dynamic. The fire is doing all this stuff in the background, its tensions are going up and going down. Like, this is a very tight, very fun scene, and he immediately is bought in on her like whatever he thought of her being iconic he's like whatever she says she fucking does that shit like he he believes everything and he's like come on like where do you want to go where do you want to go where do you want to go like he just works the ground she she walks on and at that point it is romantic yeah but like it still feels like it's so based in friendship because she she looked out for him right there in a way that nobody had been able to do she empowered him in a moment where he felt lost and gave him a moment where they could lie together about doing karaoke and making everybody super jealous in the room and this and that and it made him feel like he had gotten something back that he hadn't had in a while and that was a really cool moment because in a rom-com normally if they you know normally like if you do have an ex involved like they do meet there is some tension but there's not an opportunity to empower the person you're with in that moment most of the time like in, in that kind of way that, that's really real and not like, oh, look at my, you did this in front of my job or like, I don't know, I, I don't, some weird, I don't know. It, the, it, the way that dynamic work was just really awesome. I really enjoyed that. It's something about the the idea of like, it it never felt like even, even like towards the end, like just this full like romance love story type of deal, mm -hmm. but more like just random people meeting each other and like just being friends like like kick, e e even like, meeting the 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 ex's family is a perfect yeah. example of that when they do sings that whole thing it's like man. he becomes like a, a random like important character like not even important but like he becomes like a character you remember out of nowhere because he starts singing that song yeah. and trying to serenade the woman and she's like no. and she might have there's <laughs> so many of those like real funny like awkward moments and stuff or be the moments where, like, man, he can't get caught. Like when he was going through the auntie's um drawer, oh yeah, oh my god, and she get and he get caught, and it's like, damn, this is fuck. The most messed up thing about it is just how awkward that moment is, you know. And he like, had an old man in the back, like you told on me too. It's not outrageous, <laughs> like, like so, so, so. There's something about like this mixture of like realism in the film and like stuff that you know probably wouldn't happen. Like mm -hmm. our favorite scene that. Me and you talking about Aaron, where she kind of comes in and stuff. Mm. I can't see that really happening in real life. I can see it happening. I've seen some weird shit. Well, stuff. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like in the way that it happens. You said about with the timing and all that. With the timing and yeah. with it being the fact that they don't know each other. Now I can see a woman doing this for a male friend or somebody that she's been knowing for at least a, a little bit, right? If she's like eccentric in that type of way, mm -hmm. but like that's that to me felt like a situation that you wish would happen. Like someone would bail you out in that type of situation. But then there's other things that happen that it wasn't like. So there's romantic comedies that I think have like slapstick moments in it. Like 
when Harry, not when Harry met Sally, what's the one I'm thinking about? There's something about Mary. Uh, yeah, I, I, I knew that's what you about to go through. Yeah. There's something about Mary. It's like that's that's the one. It's like too far on the spectrum of like slapstick, Looney Tooney, romantic comedy, right? Sure. Yeah, Brett Favre, Brett Favre was a step too far. Oh, <laughs> since Brett Favre. Well, this is more. Um, <laughs> it's more in the realms of like reality for me. And that I really appreciate. And also, even the idea, like when the guy was singing at, at the barbecue, like there could have been a moment where like the woman felt like she was like feeling them and she might dance with them. Like I was thinking some shit like that was gonna happen. But the most beautiful part of it was that it was just fucking awkward. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, yeah. like, why is this dude singing? Or because it was already funny that everything that they played on Don's playlist was like some sad like breakup song or like, you know. Or, or what I would consider to be, um, when I when I be in my moments, I listen to sad white girl music. Like, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lana yeah, yeah. Del Rey type. Because the thing, it, you know, the North scene North. even stopped being about Dom completely for everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even know girl. the scene. I didn't even know the scene focus was changing until we were like really deep in the verse. Do you know that Terrence Trent Darby song? No. Sorry, no. Do you know that's, that song? Sign uh-huh. your name. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I know it. Oh dude, that song is so perfect. That's actually yeah, it's a super good song. Now I like when they play it towards the end, mm-hmm. and he thinks back on that moment because it's because cause, cause that whole day that they had with each other is what's the word he used iconic in itself. Like I don't yeah. think nobody had that day with a person and not remember that for the rest of their life. Totally. Mm-hmm. Period. And 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 that's me. why they couldn't stop thinking about each other. That's why they couldn't. Yeah, definitely. And. And it's also like was this thing where I was watching. I'm like, man, there's no way these two people would be connected in any type of way, right? What do you mean? They just seem way too different. Until until like you get more into it and you realize like, no, nah, they might be for each other type of thing. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's some about like this thing of like um, them connecting more so as friends. You know, throughout throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie and stuff. Like they might not seem like two people that would be for each other, two people that would normally be into each other type of thing, you know. But when they're brought together, because when you even see their exes, it's like, so there's movies where you'd be like, man, the exes, they like terrible. But sometimes mm-hmm. I think they go too far with the exes being terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh-huh. this one, I think the exes are pretty terrible, but it's like, there are certain situations that they show that both Dom and Yaz did that kind of explain to like not not giving the exes any like freeway for being like fucking terrible, but Yaz and Dom are not perfect neither. Yeah, right? you can get why they would break up with them. Particularly, right. like in most rom coms, like you just got an asshole that's like a sake just for the sake of being an asshole, and the in the person themselves it was just this perfect boyfriend or girlfriend. And for whatever reason, they was just like, you know what, you know, fuck you, I'm cheating on you, or I'm break up with you type of deal, you know what I'm saying? But they all had their 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 mess, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. The um, wedding singer is like the classic, where where Drew Barrymore's ex, or I guess the guy who Drew Barrymore is gonna marry, is like so obviously bad. It's just like, of course, you should get with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Right. Well, and and you know. The other thing the movie does is kind of interesting is it doesn't choose to just 
like okay it, it's a very bros before hoes movie in 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 some ways because he still chooses like to keep dude in his life like he helps him move when they had the art gallery he's still kicking <laughs> it so is so is the uh the ex i mean they've chosen to let bygones be bygones to whatever means like i don't think you know obviously he never had the same relationship in any way or like be friendly necessarily past a certain point or beyond being cordial with the ex and you know he seems to still kick it with his friend just the same um that's an interesting choice i don't i don't remember him kicking it with the friend after the fact the, he the helped. He helped. Remember, he helped him move out. Like when he was moving out of his uh, parents' house, he's the one in the in the moving truck with him. Remember, because he had the pain. He was like, "Do you want oh, to during the more time from like months have passed?" Yeah. Okay. He's, he's like, "You want to put that that uh, painting or picture in the back?" He was like, "No." Nah. Okay. Um, that was him. That was him driving the truck, and um, they were at the art gallery together. Everybody was at the art gallery. Well, I know they was there, but I didn't think they was there together. I just thought like he was just. They, they, remember, they they were talking with. I know with, they were talking, but I I didn't think they were like they were. Ta- I thought they were just talking on like some cordial shit. But no, I, I mean like I didn't view it that way. I mean, this is my thing. I I don't have no friends. I mean, me me and you known each other probably the longest than I known anybody. I think they known each other what since elementary school, grade school, yeah, grade mm-hmm. school. So. And then also, like, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude, such an idiot. It's like I cannot be that mad at you. Like, like, it's kind of like the the guy that, and, and I'm no shade, but like the guy that my ex cheated on me with. I'm gonna be honest with you. The man looked like he can't read, and that's fine <laughs> if that's what you like. You know what I'm saying? But then when I start to really think about it, I'm like, dang, I'm really not that upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's the you, thing, the Yaz diagnosis, where she's like, you just went for like the easiest, least challenging yeah, person yeah. you could find. Exactly. So it's kind of like it's not really on now. Now he and he and he did say some stuff that already let you know, like he's like a super forgiving person. Mm-hmm. This is, is his nature. Yeah, and I think that might be another thing that Yaz is probably like drawn to about him because she's not as forgiving as he yeah they, they in in many ways they're not polar opposites like they they understand where the other comes from like they respect their position you right, know right. Um, yeah, that opposite but, but they respect each other yeah but they but they feel like they counterbalance each other pretty well and and the thing that was so interesting was like by the time we got to the end and she chose to do her grand gesture like i, I legitimately was like was you know really happy to see it like it was really cool because it felt like she had gone through you know some growth that that she needed in, in whatever way and, and was actually like you know what if if he is reciprocating it, awesome. You know, I you know really want to try to do it, and I mean, he kind of want to do it, but then didn't want to rush it or whatever. I don't know, it, like it because you you want them to win. You know that like they will be a good fit for each other, and they just have so much chemistry on the screen together. Um, you know, both David Johnson, and Vivian, Vivian Oprah. Like I, I thought they both did fantastic jobs. The chemistry was perfect. Like even when they just like looked at each other, like. Like you know, like it it was e- even like when they weren't like 
on some romantic shit, but they just kind of sitting there and they just like looking at each other. Like those are some real moments. Like I'm like, man, you can't you can't make people be like that because some people don't have that type of chemistry. Yeah, no, understand. You can't make them have that type of chemistry. Um, yeah, <laughs> like uh, like your girl Lauren London and um, what? What's oh, jeez, and Jonah Hill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jonah Hill. Like, man, that was a, that I ain't never put that much of a lack of chemistry ever. I'm, I'm still tripping at that last kiss of CGI. That's that's just <laughs> hilarious. But I mean, but, that last the last one in this movie was not. I tell you that. No, definitely, definitely was not. Um. You oh my goodness, man! When AI is that good, it it you know if it can mimic something like that, we're in trouble. <laughs> like actors won't even be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying. Man, hey, by the way, just in general, this movie's so colorful. Oh yeah, like, in a really cool, interesting way. Like I, I actually, I'm so stupid. I didn't really honestly realize this movie was like a, a um, like a lane out in in South London. I had to like read a little more about the movie. They're talking about just this area in London. I guess it's like a, a wide strip somewhere uh, in South London where you can just kind of meet all these different people. There's this cities in every let's me say there's streets in every city that kind of um, have a certain representation of it. And um, when I got to listen to the director talk a little bit more about what she was trying to to do, it was one of the things just simply like show London in a in a joyful way because normally you don't see that. Which is really interesting because when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, she's kind of right. It's, you know, I mean, in real movies nowadays are just really dour um, well, most of the time. It's it's weird because, like, I was thinking about how London has kind of become like the optimistic location for shows. Like, Ted Lasso is the most yeah, optimistic for TV, yeah. And industry, definitely not an optimistic show, but London does look like a very fun place to live. And I feel like people think L.A. and New York are almost like a grind. And San Francisco is almost like a grind now. Like, they don't seem like pleasurable places necessarily. Maybe New York. Um, but these other places, people know that it's, like, so hard to be young there unless you're extremely rich. Mm. Um, unless your parents have given you money or something. Or you've just, like, gotten a great job, like, right out of school. Um, it's just a tough place to live. So I think, like, it's none of us live in london as americans and maybe have never been there i've been there for like two minutes we can kind of entertain the fantasy that this might be a fun place to like go and have a normal job and like go out with your friends and whatnot like maybe it is that colorful so like it can be kind of a fantasy for us the way that new york probably is for people in london exactly i um to that point i was i was going to mention something else is like how films like i think me and you were talking about like flashbacks and stuff yeah like how they incorporate flashbacks are like really great. Like I like and, and I've seen these in movies before, but it's like stuff that I never think about doing, like from a creative standpoint when when initiating when doing flashbacks. There's also like the thing of where like you say a lot with small things. Mm-hmm. Meaning like so I, I always talk to people that one thing that I notice about when I um, got to a point where I was ready to get married, where I met my wife, is that I felt like the most important thing is to be with someone that shares similar morals and values as you. That's more important than anything else I can think of, right? Because everything else can kind of be worked on. But if yeah. you guys are on opposite ends of morality and values, that could be a problem, right? You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of D&D, like 
if this person is chaotic <laughs> evil, this person chaotic evil or neutral <laughs> or whatever, it's not going to work, right? We need to be on the same alignment. And so what made me think about that with this movie is that they don't say it outright, but even the, the, the term of when she was saying about how her, there's two people in the world. There are people who wave at people on the boat and people who don't wave. <laughs> and when she saw that he waved at her on the boat, she said, I knew you were a person that waves. And that's a I knew it. that shows that they have similar values, right? Without mm-hmm. saying it out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what did the boyfriend say? He said tourist funds, uh, uh, tourism funds, tourism. slavery. Oh, yeah. Sex, sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> waving at boats. <laughs> man, and the thing is, there are people like this. Around everywhere, it it's so funny because, <laughs> and then when she was like, and, and then later she said another story, she was like, and then I realized I had become basic. And it is like, man, there's like that moment, like when you're with a person and you're like, whoa, I'm I've sacrificed something. <laughs> Wait a minute, do I keep, do I continue this path? Is it okay that I and, and sometimes it's not a bad thing, right. but you but like there are fork in the road moments. We have to go. Okay, am I, you know, like you you're, you're picking, you know, yes or no, door A or B, and it's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna keep going down this. And it's like if you keep going, you keep going. You can just see yourself continue to slide down, and, sh- and even in that that you know moment, she's showing him a hope on a bit of when she's telling the truth. You know, it's like, um, yeah, I was just as pitiful as you. Maybe even more so. Uh, and that's my truth. You know, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There's just something really powerful about first impressions. Right, right. And, um, you know, like like you guys mentioned, you're always trying to put your, put your best foot forward. Um but it's just once that, that can get stripped away so quick in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Seeing that this movie takes place just in a single day, and for it not to feel ridiculous because of the journey you're taking, it just it's so fun. It's so interesting. Um, you know, I, I hope that we continue to get more movies that you know come compact and and uh, you know willing to tell these sorts of stories. Mm-hmm. Again, not in the whole necessarily a single day, but um, I mean, there's just more room to do all sorts of fun stuff like that. It doesn't have to be big and explosions and this and that. Like movies like this, like you have get to have a good cry. We need plenty of those too. Especially with what's going on <laughs> like, you know, in, in real life all the time. Nowadays. Well it's just your frame can be you can have the Debbie Downer frame of like, oh, cruise ships are supporting you know, sex trafficking. And you can look at everything that way, or you can look at everything as like Oh, look, a beautiful bird. I mean, and you the people on the one side think the other side are idiots. But it's your choice to decide how you're going to frame the entire world. I mean, if you want to make the whole world about volleyball, the whole world is going to be about volleyball. Yeah. It's up to you. Like, it's it really is up to you. And, and that's, that's kind of what she... There's a moment in the middle of the film where she's like... Sometimes I forgot exactly how she put it, but he was like, you know, uh, I might, you know, and he he wasn't saying because he wasn't going to do it. He's like, you know, I might miss the last train, and then I can't even just you know take a taxi or take a bus. I think that's, I think that's like a little homage to 
the second before sunrise movie. I, I always confuse which one is which. I think the second one is before sunset. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a the, the ending of that movie sort of does something similar and it's absolutely beautiful. Hmm. Well, she just basically tells him, you know, you got to take a chance. Or, I mean, or you don't, but you should. It's liberating. It's good for you. Trust. He's like, it's, okay. it's also something about like these, um, <laughs> you know, where, where you have people like where it's because in real life, you know, when they say like opposites attract, I believe that like but it do go down to like those morals and values like at the end of the day they realize like at their core there's something about them that's similar that they have that they share in common but they're like so completely different from each other like for example she's a well she she does costume designs and stuff he's an accountant which is like the most and I'm not no offense to the accountants out there but it's kind of like you know like the most squarish job a person can have (laughs) It's 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 up there, right? Like that's why I saw that one like old white dude that we keep seeing dancing throughout the movie. He just like boring. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like let you know like she's more flavorful. And then even with their food choices, like yeah, yeah, like, I, that's the thing that I came to my too with the spice. And then how you kept asking, is it mild, mild? And it's like seriously. <laughs> and she said, "How was the most blandest burrito in the world?" And then at the Towards the end, when he tries to eat the spicy burrito and he throws it up, I think that was perfect too. Because it's like, okay, like I tried it, that's not me. You know? mm-hmm. And it, and I think I think another thing about this movie that just kind of I guess made me smile is just this idea: like a lot of people I know that's like single and have been single and probably will stay single. They're so concerned with being with like the perfect person, and it's hard to explain to them that there's no such thing as the perfect person, right? It's really mm-hmm. not a, a thing. Like, and, and sometimes you, and maybe this is just my experience. I've been with people that's too much like me and it can't, it just doesn't work out. Like mm-hmm. we bore each other to fucking death because it's like literally talking to a mirror mm-hmm. and that doesn't always work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then when there's a certain little differences and stuff, I think it kind of adds some flavor, you know? Well, the <laughs> funny thing, also go ahead. No, just people need some texture. People need to surprise you sometimes. Right. Yeah, because I don't know. Like, like I'm not I'm not the most spontaneous person. My wife more so is. She the most go with the flowish person ever. I'm I'm not a go with the flow type of dude, right? But I will say this. I was kind of that way in the beginning. <laughs> but that's <laughs> the, you know, it's it's kind of like I think that's the relatable thing is that like when someone kind of sees something in you. I think, or maybe that's me, I just lean more into it. It's kind of like if you're at a party and you tell that one joke and everybody think you're the funniest guy in the world. <laughs> Not before you know it, you're telling jokes throughout the whole party. But but, but you, you know <laughs> like, the funny part about I mean. that is the, the easier example of that is being the black person who comes in and it's a bunch of white people and then some song comes on and you just start, you know, like you ain't even really doing it, you just kind of bop and they go, oh man, this guy can dance. You're like, uh... What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sure. I think white people have been taught not to do that in the last three or four years. <laughs> oh, have they? Is that a thing? I don't. I don't. <laughs> they've been, they've been uh, told about that problem. <laughs> what during COVID, y'all had a meeting? <laughs> I know. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of a reckoning of like, hey guys, uh, you're not supposed to judge one an entire race by one person anymore. Um, <laughs> That's funny because I um 
it made me think about this one woman. Um, and I, I know she didn't mean no harm by it, but it, it just brought the, this this white lady. She was talking about me being cool at one point. <laughs> it's like she just kept making the emphasis. Like she would always talk about like how cool I was, but not like cool, like you cool, like you laid back type cool, but like no, nah, you just cool, like like, like you just black. I had to tell her. I said I'm not that cool. To be honest with you, I had to, <laughs> I'm actually like really, really lame. Like <laughs> so broke off by it. I said I don't. I don't even barely like getting out the house. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. <laughs> I probably we probably listen to the same music. See, that's the kind of shit a spy would say. I wouldn't <laughs> trust that shit. <laughs> don't don't um don't think I'm the, you know don't don't try to put that on me. I don't know if it's because I because I got a shaved head and a beard and it's giving the Isaac Hayes vibes. I don't know, but because yeah. <laughs> to some people, if you have that and you don't talk fast, then you're just cool. Yeah, that's probably part of it too. No, I mean, like you got to remember, you in the south and somebody talking to it at the speed that you speak. It, I mean, it's just like speaking it ultra slow to them, so they hear every syllable. And and then you got that you got a, a soothing deep voice. It's all that. Yeah, that's how that's how I get the latest. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Dom had to work harder for it than you. They used to be like, "Oh, you're not from here, are you?" Like, no. Dom got got on shuffle. Can't get none of the party music. Your account don't have an exciting job. He had to work for his. Hey, we all. I mean, we all got to get to that point. Um, that's why that's why I relate to the character a lot. But I also relate to Yaz in certain certain elements too. So. Yeah. It's a fun movie, man. Like if y'all haven't checked it out somehow, go check out this rom com. It might be one of I, I don't know how many great rom coms are out, you know, of late, but this is definitely one of the better ones you come across. Yeah. Definitely like, got a lot of fun stuff in it. And at first, I think the reason why it took me so long to watch it was because I was like, these people are like too young to be relatable to me. Like even <laughs> seeing the description where it says some twenty somethings, I'm like, I'm not finna be feeling. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, man, y'all, y'all need to be, y'all need to believe in, in in love again. I mean, in terms like one day both of us will be talking about how our children are are bringing people into our homes, about how much they can't be without them, and then we just hope that that is the only spouse they have. I just got to a point like. You know, I just I just turned thirty seven, and I'm like, I'm I, it's it's hard for me to relate to like twenty something stuff, like even when they talk. But then you start to realize some stuff hasn't changed that much. I guess yeah. the only thing changed is like technology. But the rules are yeah. like kind of stay the same. You know, just yeah. the tools change. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like when you when you really kind of get down to it. But that's that was my whole thing. Like I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna watch it, but. Kind of want to, you know. I, I was like, this is not a real problem. Um, but when I was 27, this was a. This is definitely. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and but they would also, like, I spent a certain amount of time today trying to figure out what weed killer to get. So I know that there's like 27 year olds in the world who are laughing at me. <laughs> This is yeah, we, we d- different uh <laughs> problems at different ages. Uh yeah, totally. Or getting the wrong size pull-ups. I mean, like it's just oh, stuff that's a giant problem. Yeah, that's like shit. 
Um, and they were too big, at least not too little, but Ugh. still a problem. Um, at least I definitely heard about from from the daycare. Uh, <laughs> Dude, if you bring the wrong size pull ups, you look like you're like I promise we feed them. Like I, we do take them to the doctor. We do bathe them. We just well, here's the thing. Pump. This is the first time I was buying pull ups. Yeah. So you know, at least there was that. I had that excuse. But you like don't bring enough diapers, or like you forget to put the diapers in the backpack or something. It's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I really, no, it's really okay. We had another diaper around. It's fine. Don't worry. But it's yeah. like it's. I I feel very judged in those situations. Yeah, man. This the stuff that happens become very different as you get older. But uh, <laughs> the thing, the things you emphasize and care about. It's, but it's like like lifestyle changes in general is is just. <laughs> And then you'd be like, damn, I really was worried about this stuff in my 20s. But then you realize, like, now you're worried about stuff. And you're like, why, I'm, why am I so worried about that? I will like, say, though. Uh, like, for example, like, we'd be too worried about dogs' poops for some reason. Like, why Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you don't get to the point where you have to worry about the pull-ups unless you make really good, studious decisions in your 20s and follow your instincts and, like, this person seems kind of selfish or like this seems a well, little, well hopefully hopefully or like but and sometimes you don't and so that's why i'm like if you break up with somebody in your 20s because like it's not quite working out good like you're not meant to you're, if you can't navigate like hanging out in london and going out for drinks like you definitely can't navigate hey mm-hmm. did you get the right size pull-ups did you get them <laughs> like things are stressful like we also got to go to work at the same time and there's also this and there's also that so like you kind of do want to be picky yeah yeah i just I, thank I god do. my wife wasn't pickier yeah well yeah, i was gonna say me. i do miss going back and and kind of reliving uh what it, what it used to be like to be in those moments. like I'm, I'm saying like when a film can kind of transfer transfer you back to moments like that or with people who you used to know uh who you could see in situations like that um, I don't know, man. It's always just really fun. I, I thought that uh, it did a good job kind of giving scenarios and, and, and sequences that, while definitely heightened, um, could happen, you know, if the math is right in the right multiverse. Uh, but no, I'm mean, overall really, really interesting movie. Um, anything else uh, to close with from, uh, from you, Tim? Uh, this episode obviously is brought to you by uh, Huggies Pull-Ups. I think they're the most absorbent pull-ups, personally. Um, but, you know, whatever you have to do. Anyway, there's a 15% discount code if you go to Huggies.com slash LowKeyPod. Um, get those Huggies. <laughs> I hope nobody does that. That'd be great if there was. Maybe, maybe you know, we're both... Wait, I, would take that. I would take a Huggies as a sponsor in a second. Yeah, man, yeah. You know what? I think podcasting advertisements have not done enough to take care of parents. Maybe I mean honestly, hell, there are plenty of parents that, that listen to podcasts. This is a real thing that we should be discussing offline. Uh, How many razors and underwear do we need? And mattresses. We're well, good. mattresses, yeah. I don't We're know. Good how mattresses, razors, and underwear. Somebody hook up a deal with with pampers. We'll take Huggies. We'll do Pampers. We'll do anybody. Kirkland. Absolutely. Yeah. Costco brands. Uh, Keith, uh, anything with you to, to close on other than uh, pitching to diaper cup and pull up? <laughs> oh, no, nah, we're good. I um, just really enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty good. 
Yep, same here. Nothing to add uh, other than definitely check out the movie maker with uh Owen Wilson on it. Oh, thanks. It's pretty pretty dope. And opens with a really awesome um interview from the uh director of the new um documentary about Tupac and oh. his mother Afeni Shakur. Alan Hughes, we should talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look if uh if, 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 if nothing else, the the Tupac documentary, Dear Mama, the first like five minutes of it is like one of the best openings of anything I've ever seen. Oh, wow. You think you've heard every Tupac story you could ever hear. And this story is just like, what? Like that actually happened in this world that happened. And it's just, it has like every aspect of Tupac's personality, every side of him, like condensed down into one amazing <laughs> anecdote. Interesting. Wow. All right. Well, uh, We'll have to look at it when it comes out. And uh, yeah, maybe that's something we should look at. Um, 21st, I think. Pretty close then. Yeah, all right, maybe we'll do that. I mean, I look, I'd be interested. Um, but yeah, def that's a definitely a pretty uh, good issue of the magazine. So definitely check that out. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else? Uh, we don't know what we're talking about next, but there's a lot of good stuff that, that's, that's coming out. I hope... And, and pray more of it continues to be in this 90 minute range. That's awesome. I love movies going back and giving yeah. us tight stories. That's great. Seriously. Felt really good. It's like I felt like I didn't waste a second uh, watching that. That's really nice. That movie could have been two hours and I would have enjoyed it, but it being tight is awesome. I really, really love, love that. that. Um, anyway, we'll holler at y'all on the next one. Thanks for, for uh, making it this far. Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, all that good jazz, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Please. See you.